Welcome to the official podcast of the Love Times 2 Project. Change the culture and the politics will follow. Here is your host, Mike Victor. Hey, welcome back to the Love Times 2 Podcast. I'm glad that you're tuning in today. This is part two of a discussion on embryo adoption. You're going to enjoy this discussion. You're going to learn a lot about it. If you haven't listened to part one, I really do encourage you to go back to last week's episode, listen to part one, and then pick it up right from here. Hey, let's jump right into it. Our part two of an interview on embryo adoption featuring Mark Mellinger. How common is embryo adoption in the United States right now? It's not that common. It's growing, but it's not that common. I'd say right now you may have a few thousand embryo adoption transfers a year, maybe some somewhere around 3,000. We probably perform about 10% of them, us and our, our medical partners. So it's, uh, but that doesn't sound like a lot, uh, but it is more than double what it was just a decade ago. As people find out about it, it becomes a more compelling option to them in their minds. And especially, you know, Mike, it really resonates with people in in the church. Uh, if, if you go back and, um, and look at the reason for it, the, the primary driver for a lot of people who do it is, is the primary driver that got us here. It's like, you want to honor God by honoring his tiniest image bearers. And our whole ministry is founded on and centered on protecting the sanctity and dignity of the human embryo. We love that we're able to help the adults who are involved. We love that we're able to help uh, the donating couples who have this moral dilemma that they probably never thought about. We're able to relieve them of that. And we love uh, when the receiving, the adopting couples come in and are able to build their children. They're able to have the families that they've always wanted and realize their dreams of parenthood. Those are wonderful things that we celebrate. But we're not here primarily for the adults. We're here to protect the sanctity and dignity of of the embryos. Um, so, you know, that's Christ's people are stepping up and doing embryo adoption more and more. But there are, there are secular people as well who are who are finding out that for various reasons, whatever their fertility situation uh, may be, uh, it can be a good option for them as well. Sure. Now, when. We look at embryo adoption, and some folks are probably listening to this, and, and, and maybe they have some interest in this, but some of the questions that would arise, you know, you've, you've talked about these embryos being frozen, so mm-hmm. uh, scientifically, um, you know, I, I don't understand the technology, but I understand that, that there has to be a, a thaw process somehow with these embryos, and then with these embryos being implanted. So I'm sure a question that a lot of folks would have is, how successful um, how successful is embryo adoption? What are the, uh, I mean, just in, in, in round numbers or, or percentages, uh, is this something that uh, folks that choose embryo adoption can have a, a high confidence level that through whatever process needs to occur through medical technology, that these embryos are going to survive as they are implanted into the adopted mother? It's a good question. So um, most embryos do survive the thaw. I think it's 75 to 80 percent. Not not all do. Um, and in, in a case like that, well, it, that, it was God's will to call them home uh, that way. You know, um, they, they don't survive the thaw. Of those that do, though, and are able to go through and be transferred, um, a, a pretty decent amount actually do 
go on uh, to to uh, to become children uh, one day. At the NADC, over the life of our program, our statistics, our numbers are, I'll give you two of them. 45% is, is the first one. 45% of the frozen embryo transfers that we, our medical partners, have performed over the years have resulted in the successful births of happy children. So your chance per transfer is just under one in two, which is not bad. Of Now, at the NEDC, we generally give couples three attempts to come and have a child with us via embryo adoption. Of those couples who, who are willing to come for multiple attempts, somewhere around 85 to 90 percent of those couples end up having a baby through the NEDC. So you're, if you're willing to come back for multiple tries, your chances are very good. Ne- never guaranteed, but but pretty good. The odds are, are in your favor if you're willing to try multiple times, and they're not bad if you only try once. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you know, I actually looked at uh, some of the stuff that your center had online. It's very helpful, and I have some of those uh, questions that are in front of me that were actually very informative for me. So uh, when, when we wrap up here uh, shortly, uh, I'll have you give you an opportunity to let folks know where they can find out more uh, with all of this, because this has, again, been very informative for me. But if you were to boil it down from all of the experience that you've had working with couples from all different types of walks of life from around the country and so forth, um, who are the best candidates? Who are the best candidates for considering embryo adoption just in your experience uh from a from a very high level somebody may be listening to this saying gee is this for me is it not for me what words of wisdom would you have for helping somebody to decide to decide is this something that's uh that they're good candidates for mm-hmm. well a, a couple basics the woman needs to be 45 years old or younger and able to have a frozen embryo transfer with the NEDC. So if you are, if you're uh, 45 or over, uh, you, you would not be a good candidate with us because you, you would fall outside the requirements of our program. Similarly, you do need to be married uh, three years in order to have uh, embryo to, to do embryo adoption with the NEDC. Now you can you can apply and start the process before then, but you will not be able to have your frozen embryo transfer until uh, until you've hit that three-year anniversary. The other thing I'd, I'd say is you want basic stability in that household, um, which is one reason we make sure that our families who are doing embryo adoption can pass a home study. I believe you also need to have just a... Uh, there can't be anything, I would say, Mike, I'm trying to think of the best way to put this. If you have a really stressful situation going on, if, if, you're, having, if you're having marital problems, if there's strife in the home, if there's unsettled uh, issues with extended family that consume your life, or, or maybe there are, maybe you have older children and, and there are issues with them, you, do, you probably don't want to bring a child in, into a home where you have a lot of stress and strain right now. Um, so I, I, you know, issue that caveat. But you know, outside of that, if you have a heart for kids and you feel like God is putting this on your heart, and you do have that basic stability, um, you're in the age range, you're in the marriage range, and you, you know, are pretty sure you could probably pass a home study. It's worth prayerfully considering. I'd say. 
Sure. And, and what I hear you saying is what any ethical adoption, whether it's embryo or a newborn child or a foster child, any ethical place is going to uh, have those types of steps to walk through home life and do the home study and find out all these things because, you know, the, the, obviously you don't want to connect someone to an embryo adoption if that person's not prepared for it, if they're not, uh, whatever's going on in their life, if it's not going to be uh, conducive to the to their lives and for a great life for the baby, then it's just not the best option for them. So everything you're describing is, is uh, you know, what I would certainly expect from any high-quality organization. So uh, let's ask this. So somebody is looking at this and they're thinking, hmm, this is very interesting to me. Uh, what Mark's saying makes a lot of sense. I've been thinking about this, my husband and I, or whatever it might be, been praying about this. And what's the time frame? From the time that somebody picks up the phone or they send an email or whatever and they start getting information on this and say, yeah, let's, we think we want to proceed with this. Now, you've already talked about you know, some of the background checks, home studies. Uh, I'm sure there's the, the, the meeting with uh, medical staff mm-hmm. to they walk through everything. But from the time that somebody says, yep, I want to do this thing to the time where there's actually going to be the implantation of the embryo. What are we looking at from a uh, time perspective? Yeah, uh, generally, Mike, we would say from the day of application, and uh, you can you can apply on our, our website, the form is right there, to the day you're having your frozen embryo transfer, you're probably looking at an eight to nine month process with the NEDC. It will involve two trips here to our center in Knoxville. And Mike, as you mentioned, coming to Knoxville is really not much of a chore because it is a beautiful area and it Mm. really doesn't matter what time of the year it is. You're going to find great restaurants, really nice people and beautiful scenery. So uh, coming to Knoxville is is never that bad. Um, You know, your first visit, you'll spend about a half day with us. You'll meet your entire care team. Uh, Your physician will perform a couple of medical exams uh, so that uh, so that the wife can be medically cleared. And um, and then assuming that everything checks out. Uh, you'll be back after you've you've done your matching. You've, in other words, you've reserved the embryos that you're going to try with. Uh, then, then we'll get you scheduled for your frozen embryo transfer, and you'll be back in Knoxville for that. Um, usually within a few weeks to uh, to a, a couple or a few months. So yeah, it's about an eight to nine month process. Two trips to Knoxville, usually about three overnights in Knoxville. So, uh, so it's not a huge out of town time commitment, but a lot of people will. They'll they'll make vacations of it, and if they have kids, they'll they'll bring the kids and stay in the mountains, stay in Gatlinburg or somewhere, and make some memories. Yeah, there are a few things to do close to Knoxville, right? <laughs> just, just a little bit, just, just a, a little, little bit. Yeah. Just if you know, I always say the Smoky Mountains, um, parts of it like uh, Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg, Sevierville, it's sort of like Las Vegas without the gambling. You can find a lot of things to do there. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. Hey, Mark, I appreciate you coming on the podcast today. This has been very informative. Uh, tell folks if they want to uh, get in touch, they want to find out more information uh, about embryo donation or embryo adoption, whatever the case might be, how can they learn more about it? How can they make contact with you or the right person at your center to get more information? 
Yeah, uh, the best thing to do is go to our website, which is embryodonation.org. Again, that's embryodonation.org. You would want to check out the adoption page if you are interested in embryo adoption. You're you're also uh, always free to call us. Um, and, you know, the number is 865-777-2013. If you hit extension one, you'll get me and I'm happy to walk people through questions. So, again, that's 865-777-2013. You can hit extension one and, and talk to me if you'd like. We're, uh, that's one of the things we're happy to do is walk people through additional questions. When they first hear about it, they naturally have quite a few and uh, and it's our honor to do that. So if you feel like God is is calling you to prayerfully consider this, we'll help you walk through whether this is, this is the road that he actually has for you or not. Hey, I appreciate that. Hey, Mark, thanks for being on the podcast. Again, it's Mark Mellinger with the National Embryo Donation Center. And uh, he just gave you the website and different information on that so you can find out more information. Hopefully this has really piqued your interest. Uh, and you might share this with friends in your network that maybe you're listening to this podcast and think, well, this really doesn't apply to me, but I know some folks who have really been thinking about this. So this is a great opportunity just to, uh, you know, share this information with others and get the word out on this. And Mark, uh, we're going to have more stuff like this come up and uh, maybe on future uh, episodes of the podcast, we can come up, do some follow up with this and uh, have some uh, extended conversations. Well, that sounds good, Mike. Thanks so much, and thanks for all, all the good work you've done and over the years and continue to do, brother. Thanks, Mark. Hey, that's it for this episode of the Love Times 2 podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, whatever episode, whatever format you're listening to this podcast on, uh, be sure to like us, leave a review of this podcast, share it with others. Very exciting times for life right now. So thanks for listening, and never forget, change the culture and the politics will follow. Thanks for listening to the official podcast of the Love Times 2 Project. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And never forget, change the culture and the politics will follow.